Welcome back, everybody, and thanks for tuning in. I'm Dave Barfield, and this is the Christ Community Podcast. We are so glad you're here. We hope our show will encourage, challenge, and uplift you with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Today is a special episode where we spend time chatting with one of our new elder candidates at Christ Community Church. I think you'll enjoy it, so let's get to it. Folks, welcome back, and thanks for being here. I am so excited about today's episode. Well, I'm I'm always excited about our episodes, but today especially because I get to talk with one of our new elder candidates here at Christ Community Church, Mike Bergman. Mike, thank you for being here today. Yeah, good morning, Dave. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, glad to. As our listeners know, our church, um, and our denomination in particular, the PCA, uh, has a method of electing new officers, new elders, and new deacons. Um, they get announced on a Sunday, and then a month later, they get voted on as a congregation. And uh, during that month, in between, our church family has the opportunity to get to know these people. And uh, Mike, you're standing for the election uh, as a ruling elder. And some of our listeners are new to the PCA, even new to our church. So uh, tell us what tell us a little bit about the role. What what is a ruling elder in the PCA? Well, thanks, Dave. Um, first of all, there are two types of elders in the church, mm-hmm. teaching elders and ruling elders. Mm-hmm. So the teaching elders would be the pastors, mm. the ruling elders would be the other elders, and while they are charged with the business of the church, whether it be personnel, whether it be vision, um, mm-hmm. all those sorts of things, one of the important things that I'm excited about uh, if I am elected as an elder is the idea of shepherding the congregation, mm, right. and and I believe that that is one of the most important roles that an elder has. Yeah, for real. Yeah, and we've got a a, um, a shepherding plan here at our church where people are um, kind of assigned to an elder, uh, just basically whoever the closest geographic elder is, and and the elder just kind of checks in and asks if they can pray about things and shepherds through any issues. So that's exciting. I'm glad that. I'm glad that you're looking forward to that. God has blessed us with a, a great group of elders, um, what we what we call in the PCA as the session, uh, those that are serving as ruling elders right now. And um, we're just excited about how God could use you in that group. I, I know I've enjoyed getting to know you over the last couple of years. And, um, but, but for our listeners, tell us a little about yourself. Maybe, maybe start with your family and tell us a little about them, and we'll go from there. Sure, Dave. Um... My wife, Phyllis, and I have been married for 55 years. Wow, congrats. Um, That's cool. <laughs> yeah, we. in fact, as I was thinking about that, uh, my dad died when I was 19. He was oh. 46. Wow. And probably the reason that Phil and I got as married as young as we did, I was in college, we mm-hmm. were going together, we mm-hmm. started to think that no one knows how long life is, so yeah. we got married. Amen. And 55 years later, we've had three children. So cool. All of our daughters are married. They have seven grandchildren between them. Wow. And we have, let's see, one, two, three, four grand dogs. Grand, <laughs> grand dog. You know, when I when I hear people tell about their families, I don't usually hear grand dogs. So that's that's a new one. I love it. Uh, that's awesome. Um, so you're retired now, right? You're in a kind of a retired season of life. Uh, what? Tell us a little about what, what did you do? What, what were your... What was your career in? Yeah, I uh, I worked for. I'm I'm an anachronism. I worked oh. for General Motors for 45 years. 
<laughs> and um, in, during that time, I was transferred six times. Wow. I was always in either manufacturing or manufacturing engineering. Mm-hmm. And um, my last job, I was, I was able to do a little bit of traveling worldwide as I had uh, uh, processing uh, manufacturing engineering for transmissions for General Motors Worldwide. Mm. I retired in 2008. Cool. So you've been been relaxing for a few years. What do you do during <laughs> during your downtime? <laughs> Every day is a Saturday, I've heard, for retirees. So <laughs> I know well, that's not true. Well, <laughs> I, I think, you know, somebody said to me when you retired, you'll now be able to do the things you want to do as, a, as opposed to the things that someone else wanted you to do. Oh, yeah. Okay. And so um, we've gotten involved in, in some uh, outreach opportunities, more yeah, yeah. more completely in Michigan when we were there, when we were doing some outreach to Muslims. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Phil and I do both enjoy traveling. Mm. Between COVID and some health issues with her, it's been uh, a couple of years since we've been able to do that. But we've mm. been blessed that we've been able to be in several countries and do some uh, trips that had a, a uh, not only a, a historical background, but a religious background. Mm. So we've we've gone through Italy uh, early church oh, wow. history. Yeah. We've gone through uh, Greece, uh, Waka Paul. Oh, cool. uh, we went through um, uh, Scotland and did uh, sort of the Presbyterian yeah. history. John Knox and all and, that. That's yeah. neat. And then we did a uh, we did a tour in New England of the second or the Great Awakening. Oh, so cool! Wow, that's awesome. I haven't done that one yet. I I've been to some of those places you mentioned, but I I haven't done an. Um, uh, seen any sites in New England re- regarding the Great Awakening? But that would be that'd be a lot of fun. Did you ha- did you happen to see anything where Jonathan Edwards was? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. But of course, the thing that's kind of um, depressing mm-hmm. is you go into these churches where th- these great preachers preached, mm-hmm. and now the churches yeah. have become extremely liberal yeah. and uh, really aren't preaching the the true word. Yeah, they've just kind of abandoned the gospel. That is sad. And we just kind of have to trust God that He has some plan for that. And uh, it is it is a puzzle. It's odd. And you know, I think even as you mentioned Europe, I mean that's that's kind of the same situation where the Europe was kind of a um, uh, really a center for the gospel spreading spreading throughout the world. And and in many ways, um, that's moved on from Europe. And um, so, yeah, we just have to trust that God is God is at work and He's doing something. But that's cool that you've been able to travel so much. Um, that's, uh, it sounds like you've seen some, some pretty, some pretty neat pe- uh, places. Now, I, I think you've told me before you spend a little bit of the time, a little bit of the year, uh, down in Florida, right? You, you, uh, a few couple months or so, depending on what the hurricanes are doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, we probably had a, a vision that we would spend significant time in Florida. We do have a small place down there. Yeah. Um, but between, um, you know, just various things. We've spent probably less than three months a year down there yeah. the last uh, three years, and looks like that will continue. Yeah. And in fact, that's uh, one of the reasons uh, that I accepted uh, at least standing for elder here when yeah. I was asked, because uh, I'm currently, or was currently, an elder in Florida, uh-huh. and I had to uh, request a resignation so that I could stand here. Right, okay. So, uh, yeah. Yes. Well, I'm sorry for you because you get less time in Florida, but I'm glad for us because we, we want you guys around a lot more, <laughs> which is great. And I'm guessing uh, grandkids in the area had something to do with that too? <laughs> well, yeah. In fact, um, we, we retired in Michigan, and all three of my daughters had been all over the country. Mm-hmm. 
when they graduated, but they all ended up here with their husbands in, in Carmel. Wow. And so we now, if I drew a three and a half miles radius around our house, all three of my daughter's homes would be in th- within that. What a so blessing. It's that a is, strong draw. Yeah, that is so cool that God God did that for you guys. That's just something to celebrate and, and unique uh, in today's day and age. Typically, families are, are kind of spread all around, so praise God for that. Now, so I've gotten to know Phyllis a little bit in the last couple of years, and it's been great to uh, to get to know her and her heart to serve here at Christ Community Church, ministering to my family, both of you have. And it's just been a, uh, a blessing to have you both at CCC. So, but let's back up uh, just a little bit. Tell us a little bit about your your spiritual journey, the the path of of grace that God has had you on in your life. It's sort of a circuitous path. Okay, <laughs> uh, I think uh, the saying is that God can take a crooked stick and draw a straight line. Yes, amen. And uh, so I was um, always in the church. Mm-hmm. I was raised in a church. Uh, and then we never, as my wife and I got married and started a family, we never stopped going to church, mm-hmm. but I really wasn't walking with the Lord. Mm. And I had an opportunity in uh, 1989 or 1990, I have to go back and look, mm-hmm. to uh, attend a three-day men's workshop. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was called Via de Cristo, but it mm-hmm. would be the same as the Great Banquet in the Presbyterian oh, Church. Oh, okay, yeah. And as part of that, I, I, I really believe that uh, I was regenerated during that weekend, okay. that I had never really been saved until then. Cool. And so since then, um, uh, we've, we've, we've been in a Wesleyan church, we've been in a, <laughs> uh, we were in a Baptist church, mm. but uh, we really started as we studied to understand the Reformed doctrine. Mm-hmm. And so this church and also a PCA church that we attend in Florida just mm-hmm. seemed very... Uh, very close to what we would believe about the Lord. Amen. That's awesome. Wow. Praise God for that. It's so cool to hear uh, how God works in people's lives. Sometimes it's in, uh, you know, earth-shattering ways and life-changing moments, and sometimes it's slow over time, and it's that's... I love hearing people's stories, um, so thanks for, thanks for sharing that. Mike, <clears throat> we all know that um, 2020 has been just a tough year, a tough year for churches, a tough year for individuals, a tough year as a country, um, a tough year for church leadership. I mean, you're, you're, you're standing for election in, in one of the toughest times that the uh, the church has seen in a while, at least as far as the American church. I'm, I'm not trying to speak in terms of church persecution and things like that, but as far as leadership goes, it's a tough time. Um, and I'm curious to know uh, just kind of what your concerns are and what, what opportunities for growth you see for Christians and even our church uh, during this time. Well, this has been uh, an unusual year, certainly the most uh, different year from what I had expected mm. 2020 to be. Yeah. Um, but I think, number one, when there are issues— and there are issues, mm-hmm. whether they be political, whether they be health, mm-hmm. whether they be economy, all of those things, people look for answers. Mm-hmm. And so the church has an opportunity hmm. to answer those questions. Yeah. Um, and, and one of my concerns, however, is that because of COVID, uh, many churches, ours, ours included, uh, had a period where they could not meet together at mm-hmm. all. And even now we're meeting with uh, reduced capacity. Mm-hmm. And uh, while we've been 
able to stream our services, and that has mm -hmm. been great that technology has allowed us and Zoom and some of these things yeah. to continue. Um, I do have a concern that people can get used to, mm. and I'm not talking mm -hmm. just our church, but the church in sure, general, sure. get used to. I can sit on my couch in my pajamas, <laughs> and I can sort of worship God yeah. as it's streamed. Yeah. And I just have a concern that some of these people may not quickly come back to the church. Sure. Uh, so yeah, I'm reminded of. A, I think I used this quote last week, which is odd, but uh, no, no, no. It was in an equip class. That's what it was, and uh, I was reminded of D. A. Carson's line about um, we don't drift towards holiness. You know, we we, we drift away from holiness very yes. easily. Yes. We'll just kind of get carried along in a in a, a drifting pattern uh, with the going with the flow. We have to go upstream in order uh, to, to pursue holiness by the work of God's grace and through the Spirit and the Word in our lives. That is an upstream uh, battle, and that sounds similar to what you're saying. But I also think God, uh, you know, God is sovereign. Mm -hmm. We don't always understand His ways, but I believe that He's using this COVID in some way we don't understand that mm. uh, the church will be greater when it's all said and done. Amen. Amen to that. I love that faith. And um, yeah, that's encouraging to hear, and I, I wholeheartedly believe that this is a time for uh, advance. Uh, Josiah, our pastor, has mentioned a number of times, this year is not a time for retreat, this is a time for advance. And I love that, because God is going to continue building His church, not in spite of this, but through this time, whether it's COVID or politics or whatever. Uh, God saw this coming, <laughs> and he's in control <laughs> of it, and he's going to build his church, and the gates of hell won't prevail against it. So that's encouraging, encourage you to hear. Thanks, Mike. Now, uh, just a couple more things. Uh, how do you, you know, how do you hope God's going to use you uh, as as an elder here, and you and your wife, because it, uh, the wives are playing instrumental roles as well? So how do you see, or how do you hope God's going to use you and your wife here? Sure. Um, as I said, uh, and I don't want to dwell on it, but I have been for five years an elder in a PCA church in mm -hmm, Florida. Mm -hmm. And one of the things there that they had done, and it took a while, and it's it's been a tough road, but they really had a heart for truly shepherding the congregation. Cool. And so I've had uh, five years of experience, some good and some bad in that. <laughs> it always that is. <laughs> but so I believe that I bring that here. Yeah. And I'm anxious uh, to be able to do that. We've we've been part of the uh, empty nesters uh, small group, right, right. Uh, and so we've done some shepherding, if you will, just mm -hmm. un unofficially there. And I look forward to that. Uh, should I be elected? Yeah, amen. And I know, uh, just thinking anecdotally, um, you and Phyllis helped lead. Um, along with Elaine Stevens, the grief share ministry at our church, which was a huge ministry to my family when we, uh, you might recall, my dad died um, a year and a half ago, and the grief share ministry really was instrumental in in helping our family. My mom was able to attend uh, attend that, and it was just a great time for her, a time of growth, and uh, so I know we're really appreciative of, of you and Phyllis and Elaine spearheading that ministry, and I'm certain God's going to use you in many other ways that... Uh, in that way. You know, I'd just like to say something mm -hmm. about that, because um, my wife had lost her third sister, mm. and wow. she was grieving, and she thought that this would be a way to help her grief, as if we were to lead a grief share. And yeah. so we, we approached uh, Josiah, and mm -hmm. uh, we were allowed to do it. And uh, I would say that it was typical of the things that you do. 
I got much more out of it yes. than I ever anticipated. <laughs> yes. And I mentioned earlier that I lost my father when when I was 19. Right. And I don't think that I ever really grieved back wow. then. And so mm. it was... Uh, it was a very fulfilling experience, mm. not only for those people that right. were there, but for myself. Praise God for that. Well, maybe we can uh, have another session of Grief Share and a couple other things that that ministry does, which is, it's a great ministry. Um, I know they have a Surviving the Holidays um, uh, weekend session uh, type thing, and so maybe we can get another one of those going and see what God does. But uh, yeah, so we're just so appreciative that you're uh, willing to serve, and uh, you and Phyllis and um, look forward to what God has for our church through your ministry. Mike, thanks so much for being here. It's been a privilege and really just a whole lot of fun chatting with you. Thanks for being here. Yeah, I've enjoyed it, Dave. As we close, we want to pray for the Spirit of God to work mightily in our church. We believe wholeheartedly that God works through prayer. So I invite our listeners to pray along with us. Mike, why don't you go first and pray for our church, and then I'll close this and pray for you and Phyllis. Oh, Father, we know that you are sovereign. Mm-hmm. Nothing happens that you do not know and aren't part of. We know that your ways are higher than our ways, and sometimes we don't understand your ways. Mm-hmm. As we look at this year with COVID, uh, political unrest, and all the things that are going on, It's easy to get discouraged, Father. But we know, number one, that you are in control, and we know that you work all things for good for those that know you and are part of your kingdom. So, Father, we lift up this church particularly. We ask that you would be with Josiah and the whole staff, that you would protect them from the evil one, that you would give them strength, that you would give them hope, that you would give them... uh, just a, a feeling that in in things that look dark, mm. you will st- you will shine through, mm-hmm. and we will come through this, Father. Mm. So we ask you for all that you have done, that you will continue to do, and we know that you will do it in Jesus' name. Mm. Amen, Father. As we continue praying, I just give you praise for uh, what you've done in our church. Uh, as a part of the big church, the big C church, you're moving and you're working and you're um, transferring people from the domain of darkness to the kingdom of your son. And we just give you praise for that. We thank you that we've had a small part of it here at the corner of Maine and Gray in Carmel, Indiana. And uh, we are excited that this is a time for advance, that you have you have answered prayers. We've seen people come to faith. We've seen uh, uh, growth in people's lives during this time. So we are so grateful for that. We thank you, Lord, how you have um, brought Mike and Phyllis uh, to uh, Christ Community Church, and uh, we thank you that they uh, have already jumped in with both feet in, in the ministry, even before uh, they're, they're in a, an official capacity. So we just thank you for this grace, Lord. It's a gift of grace to have um, elders that are that are shepherding us. And so we give you praise for that, and I ask, Lord, that you would protect them that you would protect them from the wicked one, uh, that you would protect their bodies during uh, the COVID-19 era, that you would keep them healthy uh, so that they could have many years of ministry here at our church. I pray for our people that we would respond well uh, to his leadership and that we would be um, willing sheep uh, during this time. And Lord, we do trust you, and um, we know that you are in control, and 
we sense that there are areas that we don't trust you. And so for those areas, we simply ask that you would help our unbelief by your sovereign, good, gracious hand. And we ask all these things in the great name of your beloved Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you all for listening. If you've enjoyed this, we invite you to share it with family and friends. To learn more about our church, visit us online at ChristCommunityCarmel.org. And join us again next week for the Christ Community Podcast. Until then, the peace of Christ be with you. And also with you. Amen. And God bless.